0: Hey, I want to talk to you. Let me talk to you real quick. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you something. Hey, come here. Come here. Hey, just, just come here, man. Let me, t- let, me t- let, me t- let me tell you something real quick, man. Just, just come on. Hello, listeners. We have just had our first week of seeing the SoCon member schools in action. Hallelujah. College football is back, specifically SoCon football. What a week, right? Can't wait to review those games. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch every single one of them, but I caught some highlights. We'll see if I'm right or wrong with who I picked to win and lose during the offseason. We have a guest joining in the second half of this episode. Liam Welsh will be joining me for a nice chat this morning. Wake up, everybody, and let's talk football. Let's start off with Sanford and how they took on Tennessee Tech and walked over them in an outstanding fashion with a final of 52-14. to 14. Liam Welch threw for a beautiful 370 yards and completed 75% of his passes. The run game accumulated a total of 105 yards. Offensively a great day, ending with 475 yards of total offense. The Bulldog defense matched their performance by holding the Golden Eagles to 231 yards of total offense and getting an interception. The Bulldogs proved me right to believe in them. I like them for a win next week against UT Martin. Mercer took on Point and did exactly what they were supposed to do and shut out Point University 69-0. And shout out to the kicker for missing an extra point for getting that score. Barstool definitely loved that one. Mercer threw for 239 yards and letting three different quarterbacks showcase what they can do. The run game for the Bears was the highlight of the game with, five, with 539 yards on the ground. Wow. Offense dominated with 778 yards of total offense. Defensively, uh, they kept point under 100 yards of total offense, and they start their season off with a W. And that's what you expect to see from, you know, from Mercer on defense against uh, Point University. That, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to dominate in fashion. Um, I definitely like seeing that early, uh, early on this season. And uh, Mercer didn't take care of the ball well enough, you know, with those three turnovers that they had during the game, Uh, two turnovers and an interception. And I hate to say it, but more than likely, uh, it's going to be a a bigger struggle against Bama uh, this Saturday. So um, I'm not going to get my hopes up for that one. Well, I felt like the game between the Citadel and Coastal Carolina went um, exactly how I expected, but at the same time, it didn't. Uh, I may have misspoke about the Citadel playing to their opponent's level. Um, I don't know if Coastal is just that good or is the Citadel just going to be this that bad? Um, I understand again, it's only Week One and there's going to be some rust, but I didn't expect it to be that lopsided. Uh, I kind of was thinking the Citadel may have would have scored maybe a uh, maybe another touchdown maybe to for you know for a um, to get the 21 points, but they couldn't even do that. So that's very disheartening. Um, the Citadel finished with a total of 237 yards of offense. Of course, 94% of those yards coming from the ground game. Coastal finished with 610 yards of total offense, 348 in the air and 262 on the ground. A very rough game for the Citadel and an, an interesting game this Saturday with Charleston Southern. A uh, battle for, I guess, for the, you know, for the city of Charleston, uh, between two FCS schools, and that's going to be an interesting game. Looking forward to uh having some eyes on that game. All right. I think this is going to be a consistent trend uh with this this SoCon team right here, Chattanooga. I wasn't impressed at all. I understood, I understand it's week one and teams get better as they go. However, the mocks left the spring season with a very good defense and an average level of quarterback play. That trend continued, except the mock defense struggled a great bit against the passing game. I expected the run game for the Mocs to be better with a Liam Ford being back, but he only ran for 61 yards on 17 carries. Drayton Arnold didn't play very well by only completing only 42% of his passes and throwing two interceptions. Um, they finished the game with only 130 yards passing. The Mocs had 228 yards of total offense, and the defense gave up 447 yards of total offense. Now... When playing Austin P, I understand Austin P they they do have a a solid very solid football team. They're very good on defense and very good on offense. I was expecting the Mox to give a better game. Um defensively, I, it was just very underwhelming to to kind of see it the numbers that they gave up. They gave up uh again 447 yards total offense. I I just I was not impressed by what I saw uh defensively and offensively, especially offensively. I think that was a huge letdown. Um and that was kind of the biggest thing I was wondering about when this season was coming around. Drayton Arnold was going to be able to improve and have a better uh, showcase than what he gave gave a lot of SoCon viewers earlier this year in the um, spring season. And so far, it's looking like he's 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 consistent at least. He's kind of playing the same way he did um, in the spring. So I, I'm a little bit hesitant about um, Chat really being contenders by the end of the season. I I I don't know. Again, it's only week one, though, so things can change. And, um, you know, they they can bounce back this, this coming uh, Saturday against North Alabama. And I was very wrong in predicting a winner for this game. So uh, I, I do hate that Chattanooga kind of let me down on that. All right. VMI took on Davidson Saturday, and they underperformed on offense. And you're going to say, but the final score is 45-24. to 24. Cole, how could they have underperformed? Yeah, the score was 45-24, to but the Keydesk rushed for 162 yards, and they only threw for 171 yards. I expected a lot more yards in the passing game. Defense played great in the passing game, but gave up too many yards on the ground with 260. Again, it's the first week, and maybe VMI will get back to what they were doing early this year. I expect a better performance that is reminiscent of the SoCon champs we saw this game felt like a step back offensively. Seth Morgan didn't throw. Uh, he didn't have the type of game I was expecting. I was expecting to see a 300-something-yard passing game. He, he didn't have that, unfortunately. So um, at least I was right by picking him to win the game. I, I, I do take a, a little bit of pride in that. Um, but I need a better performance in week two against Kent State. Can they get an upset? That'd be kind of cool. I mean, ETSU did it, and we're going to talk about that later. But who knows? Next we have, hey, listen to this, FU one time, FU two times, and FU all the time. Yes, that is the chant for the Palins and rightfully deserved after what NCAA said about the boys in purple. I was impressed by, by what I saw, and it made me excited. Okay, game day atmosphere was incredible, and the Palins looked good on both sides of the ball. Offense, I'm excited about the new additions to the playbook and the newcomer Joshua Harris. Ham Sisson lit up the field, completing over 60% of his passes for 362 yards. Dude, that's in that's incredible. I don't remember a, such a high-passing um, football game by the Paladins in uh, maybe even within the like the last five years. I, I don't remember seeing something like that. And I'm glad I saw that uh firsthand. And I just want to stop right there for a second and just let. Just let everybody know that Hamp Sisson is out here trying to prove the naysayers wrong, and that was a great start to do that in Week One. Rushing wise, only 125 yards on the ground, and I think that's a number that's going to change throughout the season. I think a lot of teams are going to be more concerned um, now as a, with a balanced attack that could happen uh, with you know with the Furman offense. And you're going to see a lot of different things, a lot of different looks. Um, and I, I feel like that's gonna help Devin win out. I feel like he's gonna start showing those numbers that we all believe that he that he's gonna have at the end of the season. Defensively, uh the Palins didn't lose a step minus a couple technique errors in the secondary. Um and I'm sure they're gonna be fixed up you know for this upcoming week. The Palins stonewalled John May Martin, who has been considered a top ten running back all offseason so much for handing the ball over and over and over to him. If you know, you know. However, I like to see the boys in purple keep their foot on an opponent's throat. Palins had the Aggies gasping for air when it was twenty-three to three, and I started and they started to let them back in the game a little bit late and that can't hap- that can't happen against better teams. You don't want to see that happen. Um, that they're going to definitely fix that. I'm not worried about seeing that again and I'm excited for the future as this is a team that can contend for a conference title. I believe in those boys looking forward to a repeat performance, but better against Tennessee Tech. I wish I could have watched this game more when Wafi went to Elon and made it out there alive. Made it out of there alive. A tight game ending in a 24 to 22 finish. Peyton Derrick threw for 155 yards and two interceptions, completing over 50% of his passes. The run game got going and capped off a solid day with 262 yards on the ground. Irvin Mulligan being the player of the game with 110 yards, rushing on 13 attempts. On the flip side, the Terrier defense hung in there as they gave up 426 yards of total offense to the Phoenix. 73% of those yards came from the passing game. And I'm not used to seeing a Wofford defense play like play like that you know and I'm not seeing now used to seeing a Wofford offense throw the ball somewhat a little bit more often it seems like they are trying to be more creative with their play calling trying to um, maximize more potential with, with their with their team and I, I'm a little bit hesitant on that I'm, I'm kind of sold on Wofford being more of or just a strict running team that they'll probably throw it maybe like five six times a game um, but I uh, the Terriers got—they got a week to work on things. We'll just put it like that. They got a week to work on things, make sure everything's squared away. Um, so they're going to be off for this weekend. They won't be playing a football game. Uh, Eastern Kentucky beat Western Carolina in Coach Kerwin Bell's debut. Really tight game that ended in a thirty-one to twenty-eight loss for the Catamounts. Last time these teams met, the final score was seventeen to forty-nine with an EKU win. This is good progress. They actually led in total offense with 501 yards in this matchup. Rogan Wells threw two picks, a touchdown, and threw for 275 yards. The ball was ran effectively with 226 yards on the ground. A solid offensive debut. It really was. Defense played well, only giving, 300, giving up 361 yards of total offense. I think this team will be solid around week four. and It's going to be interesting. This is going to be a team that can be very, very interesting down the line. Finally, ETSU, I am so sorry I didn't think you would get it done against Vandy. I apologize for not believing. You ran the ball effectively on them, and defense played insane. Still, would love to see Tyler Riddell have a 200-yard-plus passing game, but it doesn't matter. You beat Vandy. Quay Holmes rushed for almost 150 yards and helped get the total yards of offense to 314. 314. Not a big day offensively. Defense showed out, holding Vandy to 85 yards on the ground and 236 yards in the air with two interceptions. I wish the Bucks didn't get flagged for celebration uh, for celebrating the pick six that they had kind of a little bit later late in the game because the final score would have been 27 to three, a huge win for the SoCon. And man, ETSU, kudos to you. Um, I gotta give you guys team of the team of the week for that one. So with week one being over, I'm seven and two with predictions. Um, Very easy games to call. I'm expecting a similar result next week. So definitely stay tuned for that. And also stay tuned for the next half of this episode with Liam Welch. Um, We're going to sit down and have a great little talk. And, man, this guy is humble. And uh, Welch's, you should definitely take a look at sponsoring this guy. Stay tuned. All right. (laughs) I've been looking forward to this episode. Um, I'm with a spectacular guy. Um, a guy that's pretty electric. I think I was very worried when we played you um, my last year at Furman. And you guys were up 24-7. to 7. I got very nervous because it didn't look very good. Um, luckily for the, for that Paladin team, we found, found a way to come back. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, as a retired alum, I try not to be biased. But I am with uh, one of the great quarterbacks of this conference. In my eyes, one of the best quarterbacks in this conference. Uh, Liam Welch. How are you doing? How's it going? Uh, how, how's life going right now in, in Birmingham, basically?
1: Oh, it's going great. I appreciate you having me on, Cole. Um, you know, that's all right. You can be a little biased towards uh, towards <laughs> You you deserved that win last year. Um, yeah, that was that was a tough one. But uh, you know, looking forward to kind of changing up changing up the end result here.
0: Yeah, that that regular season finale. I look forward to watching that. So for the people who really don't know, uh, don't know you and they don't know much about Sanford's quarterback uh, held to be up. I think the offensive player of the year, preseason offensive player of the year, player of the year uh, after the season's over, which I think is absolutely correct. Uh, Just tell everybody about yourself briefly.
1: Yeah, I mean, all those awards there. They're pretty cool once they first come out, um, you know, but there's still a lot of work to be done, especially with those preseason awards. You know, you, everyone's like, oh, congrats, congrats. Like, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I still got to go out and improve. Like, that just puts a giant target on on my back. So, um, yeah, uh, this is my sixth year at Sanford. Um, I, got to, I got there in 2016 of July. It was like forever ago. Um, I sat behind a guy who's in the NFL right now, Devlin Hodges. Um, for three years, and um, just an insane experience just watching him go to practice every single day and do what he does. Um, You know, he is kind of a role model for me just because of um, his ability to – I mean, everything just comes easy for him. Um, You know, he was just so smooth with it, and uh, I just kind of tried to replicate that a little bit. In my game now, longer than him, uh, because he took over the reins. I want to say his uh, his red shirt sophomore year, but um, yeah, I, this being my sixth year, um, you know, I'm trying to leave everything out on the table. Um, I finally took over as a starter uh, last spring. Um, one of my good buddies, Chris Duncan, um, he and I were battling for Tom, and uh, you know, Coach Hatcher. Coachatcher always has told the QB room since I got there is you know there's there's 10 guys in the room now, and he says there's only there only can be one quarterback that plays. And um and it, it was a healthy competition for us for uh two years there, uh between Chris and I, and we're still really good buddies. Um he's up at South Dakota State now. I'm wishing him the best. But um, you know, it did feel good to finally Uh, win that job and and everything that I've been working towards for five and a half years now kind of come to fruition
0: that's great and I just want to briefly just talk about Delvin Hodges for a second um since you know you were under him you were learning from him uh what's what's one big takeaway that you that you took away from Delvin Hodges that you uh try to implement in your game today
1: um that dude just a completion machine (laughs) (laughs) honestly like uh you know, anytime uh, he would look like he's in distress back there, he would just find a way to get the ball out um, uh, to his playmakers. I mean, he had really good uh, receivers around him, um, running backs offensive line. And it's kind of what we have in our team today, kind of our situation. Um, as long as you can get the ball out of your hands as a quarterback and, and into a guy's hands that can make something happen, um, you'll be successful. And uh, that's what I kind of do. I, I, kind of, I try and get the ball out of my hands as fast as possible because I'm not the most athletic guy. I'm not the most gifted, talented guy on the field. So I try and, and let those guys make plays and, and uh, go into the ball game.
0: I'm not going to let you sell yourself short out there. I mean, you, you've had some games where your feet have gotten you close to about 100 yards rushing. So I'm not going to let you say that exactly.
1: Uh, so I went to Aquinas High School. It's a small uh, single-A school about two hours southeast of Atlanta. Um, We went to the state championship twice, won it my sophomore year. Um, I believe we went 38-3 and um, from the time I took over. Um, Again, I had some really, really awesome guys around me. Um, You know, was able to – I didn't throw the ball as much in high school as I do now um, because Coach Hatcher's got a really – really QB attractive offense. Um, But uh, it definitely helped me or Aquinas groomed me into the quarterback I am now. And I'm thankful for that opportunity.
0: So what exactly was your experience like up there? I know know you mentioned you went 38 and three once you took over and um, there's not many quarterbacks that can say they've done that in the state of Georgia. There was another guy who came years after you did that did the same thing uh, that went to Clemson and that's playing in the NFL right now, but um, what exactly was it like um for you to be a high school football player?
1: Um so yeah, well, I took over as a sophomore, um had a lot of older guys, a lot of seniors um who um kind of guided me and took a lot of the stress off my my back um after coming in for a senior from the previous year. Um and it was really just leaning on those guys. And again, not trying to do too much, not trying to put an S in my chest and uh and try and go out and win ball games. It was more of just do my job to the best of the ability uh that I can and uh you know let the other guys go win the game. It it wasn't I didn't try and do too much and um, you know just trusted the guy next to you.
0: Was there anybody notable that I guess uh from your high school days, talked about you had a lot of veterans when you took over? Um, anybody that's still playing today or that may have made the, the jump to the playing on the next level, uh, anybody like that?
1: So in, in my grade, um, we've got Will Evans at, at Ohio University, one of my good buddies. He's still playing uh, defensive in there. Um, he and I still chatted up a little bit. Um, Ruben Garnett and, uh, and Taz Lindsey. Um, Taz is, I believe, training and, and coaching a little bit, trying to get into the league now. Um Ruben battled a little injuries at in Middle Tennessee. Um he is is training for his pro day now. Um and, and I I believe he'll get a shot as well. Um but those those three guys um yeah ended up going on and playing the next level and and just were uh, amazing teammates back in high school.
0: Yeah. And la- last couple things about your high school career, you're ranked the fourth best pro, pro style quarterback in the state. Um, amongst your class in 2016 what was your recruiting process like and kind of how did you end up you know choosing Sanford um at the end of the day
1: so um it's funny I I had had a few offers um Mercer came on I want to say Mercer was first um and then I had Liberty um was talking to Middle Tennessee a little bit um never an offer from there, Florida A&M, and then um, ended up Coach Calloway uh, was here at Sanford, um, and he was recruiting Will Evans at defensive end, and came and uh, saw Will do a workout, and I'm not sure if Will was completely interested in coming to Sanford, but he was like, hey, you know, I got a quarterback who is, is you know, kind of balling right now. You know, you should give him a look. And so uh, ended up meeting Coach Calloway that way worked out with him through on the field. And he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, man, we really like you. Like, we'd love for you to come to a camp. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. And uh, ended up coming to a camp that summer and getting an offer. And um, it was it was one of those things where, you know, I talked to Coach Hatch afterwards. I met a lot of the coaching staff who uh, not all of them are still here. But um, I just kind of I gelled the most with them, was able to you know, kind of start and build that relationship early. Um, that was kind of important for me just to, you know, I was going to be here for four years. So I want to, you know, I, I want to like the guys that, that I'm going to be coached by. And um, and it's no shot towards any other school, but I just think it, I felt like it was the best fit for me.
0: I agree. I mean, that, that's the same way I felt about Firm when I was choosing them over Wofford. It, it, it came down to the coaches and then the atmosphere too that I felt when I was walking around campus. Um, so I I was talking to Chris and I asked him this when, when I did my interview with him and he was a little bit more modest about answering this question. And maybe you can give me more insight. You look like a guy that likes to have fun. So what do you like to do around the area? What, what's your favorite thing to do?
1: Uh, in Ron Birmingham? Yeah. Birmingham, my family loves visiting this place because, um, it's, it's never, it's never a dull moment around here. There's always something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Recently I've, I've gotten into hiking and there's a red mountain and a few other uh, mountain places, trails that I've, I've liked to go to on the weekends. Um, So really good barbecue. If you like barbecue, um, this is a place to go white sauce, Alabama, white sauce. I never had it until I got here to Sanford Um, that's a must try. Uh, really good.
0: What exactly um, is that? Uh, explain. What exactly is Alabama white sauce?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's got a little mix of. It's a little sweet. Uh, it's got mayonnaise, Worcestershire Worcestershire sauce in it. Mm. Um, uh, it's I don't know, man. It's it's something you gotta try.
0: Might really might good. take a trip soon then to try that. I
1: have to. Um, <laughs> Yeah. In the downtown area with being so close to UAB. Um, yeah. There's just always something to do on the weekends. Um, you know, I'd love to stick around here after I graduate and, you know, see, see what
0: my future career holds. Are you going to try to make a push to uh, play on the next level or is that something that you want to pursue or. Yeah. hundred um, percent. You know, it's, it's kind of a,
1: you know, I don't want to say it's, it's a newfound goal for me, but uh, I feel like it's, Becoming a little bit more realistic now, yet I, I do have a, sh- a shot. I'd say, and um, pursue an NFL career um, and take a shot at the at the pro day.
0: Well, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to definitely have the numbers to back all that stuff up. Ho- hopefully, you get a senior bowl invite somewhere. I think you. I think it's. I think it's going to be well deserved at that point. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so you had an incredible spring season, as you said. He kind of that's when he really took over the reins as the guy. Um, And I don't think the accolades could have gotten any better uh, for you. A lot a lot of great stuff on that. And since that season is over, and I think this is an appropriate time to ask this question, do, did you feel like you were the best quarterback in the SoCon during that time?
1: You know, it's not even, it's not something I thought about, to be honest, because it was like a week-by-week a week thing. And I wasn't, I definitely was not used to, um, you know, any of the attention that our team was getting just because the season before, like last fall or two falls ago, I guess, 2019, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was a difficult year for Sanford. You know, I, Chris and I split time and, uh, you know, never really got anything clicking offensively. Right. Um, and then coming into the spring last year, you know, it was another another one of those cases where I just tried to do my job and and – you know, take my training and everything and apply it to every play, you know, trying not to lose focus. And, uh, and I think that success was just the result of hard work um, throughout my five years of being at Sanford. You know, it's just repetition after repetition. Coach Hatcher is very schedule-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets you uh, confident in the plays that we're going to call because you've repped them so many times. And so it's one of those things where I just – not going through the motions, but I had done it so many times that it was like I knew sooner or later, you know, things were going to start clicking for us. And, um, you know, the guys around me really have, have been the reason for, um, Montreal Washington, Tony, AJ Tony Michael Vice, uh, Kendall Watson, all those guys out wide, um, they're they're the real reason that I guess I guess you say my numbers look so great in the spring. Um <laughs> that they, they, they're just a letcher with the ball and uh well, I've got a lot to be thankful for with those guys.
0: That's a great that's a real humble answer. I, I was kinda expecting you know you to puff your chest out a little bit. I should have known that's what I was gonna get. <laughs> um so you just had your first game of the season, you played against Tennessee Tech on Thursday. Uh, very exciting first game. I know as an offense, that's really it's really it's a great feeling to score more than thirty-five points. I feel like as an, when you do that, you've done your job for tonight. Um, both sides really played well. Defense held them to fourteen points, um, and of course, you played really well. I, I, you were seventy five You complete seventy-five percent of your passes, three hundred seventy yards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, incredible game. What are your thoughts on that game?
1: Um, so, so I, I mentioned this actually earlier to to somebody where in a win or loss, you can usually account that to a few plays. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whether that be, you know, one extreme turning point in the game or or maybe three or four. But I think last Thursday it was the punt return by Montreal, huge momentum swing, and then the interception by Chris. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that allowed us to capitalize on offense to go out there with – you know, no stress of um, of them coming back. You know, we it, it, there was a point in the game where it was fourteen seventeen, and our offense had a really good response. Uh, to one of their long drives uh, coming out of the second half, but uh, the punt return and the interception, I think, were two huge plays um, that were the real reason why we won that game.
0: I got you. I got you. That's again very, very uh, humble, humble words from D. Liam Welch right there. So I want to say, uh, just looking ahead. <clears throat> um conference play starts in a couple weeks of course. Um I forgot exactly who your first conference game will be against, but again it's still starting in a couple weeks. Um is there a team in particular that you're really itching to play that um since you took over the job full time that you're kind of like, "Ah, I want to see I want to see this defense again. I really want to I want to torch them up."
1: Um no, not necessarily just because uh you know, we take it week by week. Um okay. coach Hatcher's has got a saying that uh, we've played a faceless opponent, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll, he'll come in on, on Monday meetings and, and be like, you know, guys, this is another week um, where we can go out and improve. And uh, we got a faceless opponent this coming Saturday. You know, he, he thinks, and, and, and we've bought into this, that no matter who comes down uh, that walkway um, come game time, that we'll be ready to face them. You know, he, he, whether it's Atlanta Falcons or you know some D three school, that no matter who's coming down here, we're gonna we're gonna do our do our thing and um, and you know not be scared of, of who it is. So um, no, I you know there's a few games in the spring I wish we could redo Furman being one of them, um, <laughs> but uh, but not just taking it each week.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to look at UT Martin yet to kind of just see uh, exactly what kind of defense you'll be seeing or, or are you kind of just waiting until Monday to, or really today to kind of just see all that stuff? Uh, yeah, we got a
1: little game plan going. Um, we've looked at some film. Um, but really, with our offense, um, like I said, we, we were at the same place, um, you know, very repetition style. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to do what we do, not change much. Um, you know, we we focus on ourselves and try not to focus on the other team too much. You know, we'll we'll get an idea of what we think they're gonna do and uh and go out and rep those plays all week and uh hopefully be ready come Saturday to uh to put on a show.
0: Gotcha. And let's talk NIO real quickly. I talked with Chris and a lot of other people about it and they all gave me some great insight on it. Um, as a former athlete, I would have loved to have this around, um, maybe a few months ago before I graduated, probably would have kept me uh, in college another, another season, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take, you know, I'm gonna take a big assumption and say that I'm assuming you're for the NIL, of course. Um, if not, please enlighten me why. Um, and then my other, other part of that question, who would you want sponsoring you?
1: Um, yes, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm for it. Um, you know, it's one of those fine lines where you want the comp to compensation for the athletes to happen, but then, you know, you don't want it to become such a big deal where it starts to affect your team. Right, and and I mean that in a way where guys are only focused on getting those NIL deals and less focused on the day to day activities that require you to be a great athlete. And um, you know, I currently I don't even have any NIL deals right now. Um, it's just something for me that, um, I I don't want to focus on too much. Um, you know, if, if they do come, they come and, uh, I'll be greatly appreciative for them, but it's not something I'm in in search of, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not going out there looking for companies to sponsor me. Um, now, the the one the one organization that would be cool, I think, would be Welch's Fruit Snacks or Welch's. <laughs> Berry Food. I, I think that would be. I think that'd be my first choice. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, it makes sense.
1: <laughs> so, so, so if they're listening right now, uh, let's see if we can work out a deal. <laughs> All,
0: right. All right, give me your best. P- if you had a pitch in mind, just you know, if you can make a pitch really quickly to uh, Welch's Fruit Snacks, what exactly would you say to them?
1: Gosh, I would just tell them that it's my it's my favorite halftime snack. And uh, look, if you want to get a if you want to get a commercial rolling, um, you know, I'll get, I'll get my whole family out there. <laughs> we'll all be drinking vultures. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: great. That's great. So uh, let, let's leave the football stuff behind real quickly. And you know, just talk about you a little bit more as a person. And this question has kind of been weighing on me. It's been weighing on my soul for uh, ever since Thursday. Do you listen to rap music? Do I listen to rap music? Do you listen to rap music? Yeah, I do. Why? Did you listen to Drake's new album?
1: Oh, um, I've heard a little bit of it. Um, okay. The what it was certified Lover Boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a,
0: uh, I listened to a few songs. Okay. Well, what did you think from just those few songs? You think you're going to finish out the album, or are you going to hold out and you're going to pass it up like some other people are right now?
1: I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm not I'm not going to listen to it all the way through. Oh. I'll, oh. I'll probably I'll probably pick a few songs here or there to listen to, and then eventually I feel like I'll, I'll listen to the whole thing. But um, yeah, what's your opinion on it right now? You like it?
0: Oh man, I I love it. I'm a huge Drake fan. At the end of the day, I think that's the reason why I didn't commit to Wofford. The strength coach rubbed me the wrong way when he was talking about Drake. He didn't say any very good things about him, and I was like, I can't. I don't think I can come here. Because you don't like Drake. I, I want to hear at least one good Drake turn up song in the weight room and you don't like him. I can't come here. But yeah, uh, I, get those, you, I get
1: you the heart cut. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's, he's, I can tell you he's a very big uh, Metallica kind of guy, very uh, – as some strength coaches are, kind of real get you juice stuff. I, I'm not for that kind of stuff. I, I just like some good, nice rap music to get me going, especially on a good bench press day. You, you feel me? But um, Oh, yeah. yeah I feel you. Yeah, but um, so I, you said, you know, you're a graduate student. Of course, that's on the roster. You're in your sixth year playing college football. Uh, what did you get?
1: So I got my undergrad, uh, double majored in marketing and management. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently in my last semester of the NBA program. Okay. So super pumped about that, finishing up this December. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be – taking that and, um, got some aspirations. If, uh, NFL doesn't work out, um, possibly a commercial real estate agent, um, in Augusta, uh, good opportunity there, hopefully. And, uh, you know, really anywhere that God, God places me.
0: That's great. That's great. So now we're just going to wrap everything up right now. And I know the team's goal is always going to be a SoCon championship. That's what everybody's going to say. SoCon championship playoff appearance, national championship. I think you guys have a team that can do that this year. I fully believe and say I pitch you guys to be my preseason pick for winning it all this year. Sadly, my alma mater is second right there behind you guys. Um, I, I hope it's different. I hope my I hope my guys end up pulling it off. But just from what we've seen and what you guys have coming back, uh, you have more, I guess, more of a reason to probably win it um, in, in, in terms of what you have and what we all saw uh, in the spring season. And so with all that being said... What are your individual goals that you have for you um, by the time, you know, when the dust is clear, when the season is over, you know, what are the goals that you hope that you've completed for yourself?
1: You know, I I sure hope you're right there. I think we've put enough work in um, enough time and effort um, every single day towards that championship mentality and, and building that culture here at Sanford that I think we should, we, have all the pieces you're right to to be successful um and coach hatch has it as a saying um to go out and be the ultimate team whether that whether that looks like you know five wins for your team or you know you don't lose a game you know whatever ultimate is for your capabilities um that's what we're striving to be um personal goals you know I just want to be useful. Um, you know, I want to have an impact on this team um, now and then when I leave. You know, I want this place to be different and better than it was um, when I got here. Um, and and I've seen that not through my not through my personal work, but I've seen this this team grow, um, and it's helped me tremendously grow as as a person spiritually, physically, mentally. Um, you know, in the six years that I've been there. Um, I think it's I think it's just something where I want to leave a legacy um and and leave a culture that that's been developed through all the athletes that have come through, um, a championship mentality culture. And uh, you know, that's really my goal for this season is to uh, put everything I have into the guys on the team and uh you know, leave any kind of um advice out there on the table and give it everything I got.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Liam, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day. I know it's it's Monday's Labor Day. I'm pretty sure you don't even have school today, which is great. Um, Definitely enjoy the rest of your day. I know you got workouts. Definitely tell your coach to play a Drake song for me. Uh, Get you juiced up and pumped up, ready to go. And good luck this week against UT Martin. Um, Looking forward to seeing some more great things out of this team. Again, I got you guys picked very highly. I think you guys are a championship contender. You know, a team that can have a playoff spot. One of my dark horse teams um, going into this season. So, best of luck to you, your teammates, and um, a lot of health. And hoping you guys all stay healthy this year. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys very soon. Um, if not on TV, hopefully, you know there'll be a game nearby. I come watch you guys. Come check you out in person again. Um, since I I'm on the other side of, of the fence now, I don't have to worry about playing you anymore. But um, you definitely looking, <laughs> definitely looking forward to seeing that. But again, good luck to you, Liam. Thank you so much for doing this. Looking forward to seeing more big things from you in the in the Bulldogs.
1: I appreciate you, Cole. No problem, man.